following sermon is from Grace City Church, located in DY, Sydney, Australia. If you'd like to know more about us, head to gracecitychurch.net. Happy Easter. Good to see you on this Easter morning. I uh, assume you all got uh, full of Easter eggs. Who got Easter eggs this morning? Chocolates? Oh, not that many hands. Greg, you didn't get any at all. He's on a diet. It's not the right week to be on a diet, that's for sure. Not the right one to pick. We, uh, in our household, I think Lynn and I have locked us into something that uh, is going on way beyond when it should. When the kids were little, we, uh, we used to hide the eggs for each of the three kids in a different room, and then we'd write a letter from the Easter bunny, and uh, they would have to hunt for, uh, for the eggs. Well, now Anna's 19, Matthew's 17, Rachel's almost 13, and we still have to do that on Easter Sunday. So this morning we had gave them their letters, and they had to hunt. They've got to follow the clues in the letters uh, to find their eggs. So uh, I think it's gone on way too long, but um, it still happened this morning. So today, as we know, is Easter Sunday. It's also called Resurrection Sunday, and it's all about new life. Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, it's about new life. That's why we have eggs, uh, because they're about new life. And so our theme this morning is new life, because that's what Easter is about. And we celebrate today the fact that Jesus, after being dead for three days, three days he was dead after his crucifixion, he was put in the tomb for three days, he was in the grave for three days, after three days he rose physically from the dead. He came alive again and he was seen, his physical body was seen by many, many witnesses over the next 40 days. So for the next 40 days he appeared to many, many people until he then ascended uh, to God the Father, and we celebrate that in Ascension Day. So, I don't know about you, but I think of resurrection as a bit of a strange thing. It's not something that we often think about, or at least not something that I often think about, the whole idea of being resurrected. I know we think of new life uh, in terms of babies. When babies are born, we celebrate new life. We can celebrate new life as we see plants grow and trees grow and we see spring coming and we celebrate new life. Um, but we know always in the back of our minds as we celebrate new life that ultimately everything is going to end. Everything is going to die. But mankind is pretty obsessed with trying not to die. We, we're pretty obsessed, obsessed with prolonging our lives. Well and trying to live as long as we can. Uh, we've done that fairly successfully, actually, uh, with major medical advances, with our standard of living. Actually, our average life expectancy has gone up and has gone up and gone up. And worldwide, our life expectancy is 71. So that's a worldwide average that we live to 71. In Australia, uh, our average here is 82.1 years. So that's an average that we're living to uh, right now in Australia. In 1900s, the average in Australia was 55 years. So we're living a whole lot longer uh, than we were in the 1900s. And uh, 
if we think about it, though, we're still really obsessed with it. A quick look at Google. If you type in anti-aging, you'll find anti-aging secrets, anti-aging diets, anti-aging creams, anti-aging face serum. I've been using that. Can you see the difference? Anti-aging pills, all sorts of things about anti-aging and trying to live for a long time. My trick, actually, was to age early. I think that was the way to do it. So when I was in my 20s, I lost my hair, and uh, I aged pretty early. But now when I meet people 25 years later, they say, you haven't aged a bit. (laughs) So I think it's a good trick, good way to do it. It wasn't so good when I was in my 20s, but now I'm reaping the benefits. (laughs) But no matter what you do, how you try not to age, we still cannot escape death. Death is the penalty for our sin. God's just nature demands satisfaction for our rebellion, for our disobedience. And the price that must be paid is death. There's absolutely no escape. We may live a bit longer. uh, We may try and live as long as we can. But ultimately, there is no escape. This last uh, Wednesday in our Connect group, um, my son Matthew and Jordan Soddard, they reminded us of a scene in the movie Lion King. Any Lion King fans? Yeah, a few Lion King fans. Well, you'll remember the scene when Mufasa tells his son Simba, we've got the picture there, they're sitting on the rock, uh, and Mufasa says to his son that uh, their kingdom is everything that the light touches, everywhere the light touches is their kingdom. And then Simba says, what about that dark, shadowy place over there? And Mufasa tells him that it's the elephant graveyard. It's a place of death, and they don't rule over that. They don't rule over that. And that is true. That's how life has been. We don't rule over death. It gets us in the end. Death is going to get us in the end. It's a very cheerful story, I know. Now, as Christians... The focus of our faith, and we've been singing about this morning, is the cross. We look to what Jesus has done for us on the cross, his death on the cross, which is an amazing thing. But the cross is totally incomprehensible without the resurrection. As we celebrated communion and thought about his body broken and his blood shed for us, it only makes sense if he is risen from the dead. There's absolutely no hope in the cross at all without the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ. So we need to carefully consider this fact of Jesus' resurrection. If Jesus just died, then we can't believe that he is the life, as he proclaimed to be. He said, I am the life. He proclaimed that. Well, if he died, then how can he be the life? And in fact, it brings everything into doubt. If he just died, then death is still the victor. It still rules over all if he just died. If he just died, then we have no hope of new life beyond our 80 years because the penalty of sin has still not been acceptably paid if he just died. The Bible, however, is full of declarations from eyewitnesses at that time that they saw Jesus in his body after he had died. More than 500 people saw him, saw him alive again after his death. 
Heather read uh, the account from the book of Matthew of the angel rolling the massive stone away and breaking the seal and opening up the tomb. Well, the angel did that not so that Jesus could come out because he had already risen, but the angel did that so that the witnesses could see in because God wanted us to see into the tomb and see that actually there was nothing in the tomb. The angel rolls the stone away so that as we look in, we see there's nothing there. Jesus has gone. He has been resurrected. He has risen. We see the apostles uh, dying, being tortured, many of them crucified in different ways, and all of them at their death declaring that Jesus has risen. None of them denied that fact. No matter what terrible deaths they faced, they still declared the fact that He is risen. And the fact that Jesus has risen means that Jesus has defeated death and he has victory over it. If you like, he went to that elephant's graveyard and he came back and so he's won for us a total victory over every single obstacle, even death. The penalty for our sin, that penalty of death, has been paid for. It was totally paid for in Jesus Christ. So his resurrection means that we can actually have new life. We can have real new life, that we can actually be resurrected ourselves. That receiving new bodies, um, we will live for all eternity. We will have new bodies. Not only will our spirits be born again, as they can be right now, but we will have new bodies. The forgiveness and resurrection sorry, the forgiveness and restoration of relationship with God that the cross has won for us, the resurrection makes available to us. So what does that mean for us right now, though, this new life? What does it mean for you and I today? Well, two points I want us to consider. The first one is that we need to get it. We need to get it. This new life that we talking about today. We need to get it. And there's only one way to get this new life, and that is through Jesus Christ. Jesus said this. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? He asks us even today as he asked that woman at that time. You see, the alternative to eternal life with God is eternal death in hell separated from God. There are no other choices. No other choices. So as we consider the resurrection of Jesus Christ today, we need to seriously consider our choice of whether to believe that Jesus is whom he says he is, that he is the resurrection and the life. The Lion King has that famous song, The Circle of Life, but it's not really correct. Life isn't a circle. It doesn't go round and round and round. We don't get many goes to get it right. We don't get another chance, another life to get it right. Life extends linearly from eternity past to eternity future. With our 80 years being an opportunity to affect our eternal future. 
So what will you choose today? If you haven't made that choice yet, what will be your choice? Eternal life with God, eternal death separated from God. We have a choice to make. Secondly then, firstly we've got it, we've got new life, we get it through Jesus Christ. Secondly, we need to own it. We need to own it. We need to own this new life that we have been given. And far too often as Christians, we live as though still dead. The reality is, though, that although we need to contend with these bodies for maybe 80 years or so, we have been, if we've given our lives to Jesus Christ, then we have been born again. We have become new creations. Romans says this, Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. 2 Corinthians says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, The old has gone, the new is here. The resurrection should affect the way we live every single day. We need to own it. It has secured for us eternal freedom and real life filled with the love and kindness of an amazing Savior who has given all for you and for me. I don't know about you, but sometimes I've found myself just... Uh, living to try and fit in. You know, we so desperately sometimes want to fit in um, as people. The way we act, the things we do, what we say can all be about trying to fit in. We want to be liked by people. We, we want friends. We want to be part of a group. And sometimes even within the church, uh, we can be living like that. We know the right things to say. We know how to act. Once you've been around church for a while, you get to know how to, how to act and how Christians behave. We attend Sunday meetings. We can attend midweek connect groups. We can be nice and kind. And we can do that really because we want to fit in. We want to be part of the church. We want to fit into a group. We want to fit in with people. But God isn't calling us just to adjust our behavior just to fit into church. He isn't calling us just to go to a connect group instead of going to the pub or whatever else you'd rather do during the week. It's a far, far more radical transformation that has happened. Even though outside we look the same and we struggle with these bodies that we have at the moment, and we'll only know the fullness of our new life when Christ returns, but actually we have been completely changed. If we have given our lives to Jesus Christ, we have been completely changed. As it says there in 2 Corinthians, the old is gone, the new is here. So let's be a people that doesn't pretend, a people that doesn't just adjust some external behaviors. Let's let God reveal our new nature. Jesus has conquered sin and death, not for a nice group to sing a few songs on a Sunday, but for a transformed, glorious church filled with His power and authority, a people who will own this very real change that His death and resurrection has brought about. 
let's be that people. Can you stand with me? I'd like us to pray if the band could come up. Lord, we come to you this morning, and we are amazed at all you've done for us, and we want to glory this morning in your resurrection, Lord, that you have conquered every obstacle, Lord, that our sin, the penalty for our sin of death has been paid for. It has been paid for and proved by your resurrection. Lord, help us to be a people that live in the good of what you've done for us, Lord, We are new creations if we know you this morning. We are new creations. Lord, we don't want just little adjustments here and there. We want to be your glorious church. Lord, we want to be filled, Lord, with the full measure of Christ. Lord, that's what you say you do to us. You bring us right in. We're found in Christ. Lord, that's where we want to be in you, Lord, being men and women that worship you fully, that press into all you have for us, that live a life full of power, full of your authority as we stand in Christ. Won't you remind us again this morning of the new creations that we are. And Lord, for those of us who don't know you, who haven't made this choice of who you are, we pray right now, Lord, won't you help everyone to Make that decision to see who you are this morning. Lord, I pray that you would open eyes right now to see who you are, that you are who you say you are. You are the resurrection and the life, that we only find life through you, Lord Jesus. Open our eyes to see it, we pray. Speak to us right now as we sing. Thank you, Lord.